0: Hey guys, it's Mike here, and before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to give you guys an update on our sound and recording system. This episode may not sound as clear as previous episodes, and this is because one of our recording laptops is busted. And since Brian and I are still pretty new to this podcasting and we don't have any spare mics, we had to record on one of the working laptops' built-in microphones we are in the process of getting our repairs finished, but Brian and I would really appreciate it if you guys just really bared with us through this issue. I still wanted to release this episode just because Swiss Army Man was something that I was really genuinely excited about and I wanted to share my thoughts with you you guys on this film. So once again, we deeply appreciate your patience and understanding. And without further ado, here is this week's episode of Amateur Altours. <music> Welcome to Amateur All Tours, the podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a movie. I am your host, Mike, and joining me is my brother, Brian, and we would like to welcome you to Amateur All Tours. Alright, welcome to the show. Um, As always, I am your host, Mike, and joining me... Hey guys, Brian. And uh, we just got back. This is going to be first impression number four, I believe. Yeah, it's, uh, this is uh, pretty impromptu, and, um, and no, I think this is gonna come out first just because it's a little bit a uh, bit topical, and I think this is something that uh, I think people should hear about now, sooner rather than later. So, what do you what do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I know mean, I didn't expect to see like, a lot of like forced impressions, uh, and sorry if like the, the mic quality is a little off, because uh, my laptop is uh, kind of broken right now, uh, so we're just using Mike's laptop, and so we haven't really done this before, so hopefully the sound quality is good, uh, where was I really good this, oh yeah, we've, like, I wasn't expecting to do uh, this many first impressions, I guess, so early off the gate. I think we're doing a back-to-back one, right, because we have the Neon Demon, and then we're doing this, yeah, but, and those are two pretty topical movies, I mean, they both recently just came out. So, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like we should have those first impressions first, and then get back to our regular show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it works. So, um, let's just jump right into it. This week's uh, first impression is uh, Swiss Army Men, or Man, Swiss Army Man, starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, and directed by... Daniels which is two separate directors. Yeah, well they had it at the end. I don't remember their, their names, but it's two different Daniels, but it says directed by Daniels. And uh Yeah, I don't really know where to start with this movie. I mean, we we literally got out of the theater like 30 minutes ago and I Yeah, I don't really know where to go with this. Um just because it's it's a very strange yeah, that's that's putting it very lightly. This movie is fucking outlandish. Uh, just to say the least. Uh, but even, yeah, like, going off that, saying, I don't know where to kind of start with this, uh, because I don't even know how long this is going to be, because I feel like I, I feel like I need to see this again. Yeah. It's kind of the process again, what I just saw. Uh, it's not necessarily bad, what I just saw, but it's just a lot of different elements. To... Yeah, that's yeah, there's a lot of different elements really going on. It's, it's really complex. Um I I guess we could start off like did you like the style of this film? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I don't like what do you mean by style? You I mean the way it was shot I, mean, like, I like yeah. the like the story is or I guess just like I thought it was it was uh, I, I feel like it was uh, the cinematography was really I don't say it was I don't say it's necessarily unique, but it just kind of was fitting like um like, in the one segment with um, Paul Dano is explaining to Daniel Radcliffe, what... it oh, you mean, like, needs to be alive, so or something. So you mean, like, like the of, editing? It's more the editing than the cinematography. Well, I mean, but the framing and things, that goes into it, but also, yeah, I mean, the editing... I feel like, it, I think that's more of the editing than cinematography, because a lot of it... I actually like that aspect, because there's a lot of montages in the fact that, like, they're talking over things, explaining kind of what, uh, I guess, simple... Simple, I guess, emotions and how kind of kind of dissect that comedy like be human, and it, and it like portrays that in like quick cut images of uh, I don't know like the Bible, and then they turn out into everybody poops, and um, there's like intricate designs made from trash that are meant to convey like different things, like we like people like die, we get in an accidents, and it's like a cardboard box turned into a car, and like they hit Daniel Reckless. stuff like that. And I I, felt, I mean, I think it is kind of unique to this film, and I think it just goes along with the, the visual, uh, it's really creative and, like, free-flowing, in my opinion, the whole story, and the the way the story is being portrayed, because it's really just two guys, and one of them is supposed to be dead, and, I mean, like, you kind of, you, you kind of, like, this kind of goes into me seeing the movie for the first time, and, I saw the trailer, I didn't expect this, I wasn't expecting that, like, really see this movie in the theater, because it's really the, it boils down to just two guys in the woods, and one of them is dead, and, like, he's, like, as the title says, a Swiss Army man, he can do all these crazy things, he can, he, he's like a boat through his farts, and he, uh, like, can light fire with the snap of his fingers, he can, uh, shoot, pe- uh, Rocks through his mouth, stuff like that. Well, before we get, see, I, I, I guess we didn't, I want to start with this. Uh, so, you didn't really want to see this movie right, like, right off the I mean, like, I remember seeing, okay, the first, I remember first reading about this movie on a, um, I think it was a Cracked article, Cracked.com, and, and there's something, it was something It was focused on this film, it, was, it, was, it had to be in the beginning of the year of 2016, and they were saying, and I just remember reading that Paul Dano uses Daniel Radcliffe's boner as a as a compass, and his and like the farts were a big thing. And they were like kind of making fun of it, but I was really intrigued by like what they were talking about. And then I saw tra- and I saw the first trailer. I was like, and I was really intrigued. I had no idea what this movie was. Um, Leading up to it. Uh, I was actually curious when this was coming out. I think it came out last week. I don't know. I think it came out on the 24th of June, so a week or two ago. And I was just like, wow, I kind of really want to see this movie. But I thought it was going to be like a limited release, or not a, not a very wide release at that. So, but I, I found out that it was playing in a local theater. And I said, it was kind of like the Neon Demon. I was like, you know, Brian, I'm going to see this today. You can come if you want. Maybe we can turn our podcast into it. You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But I was actually kind of high hopes for this movie. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, <laughs> but I, I had high expectations for this film, and I mean, I have to say, they were they were met. But I, I still, I don't really know what to th- think of this movie. Like you said earlier, I think I had to see this again to really. Yeah. Because it's, it's one of those movies that I need a second look at. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and I think we can talk about that as we go through this. But even... I just want to talk about my first exposure really quickly. I know... Um, my first exposure was... Um, it was on Reddit. It was a Reddit article. And it was either at Sundance or Cannes or something. Some major film festival. And it, and it said... Um, I think... It was, like, food or something, the film, and that... Um, it, it, it pretty much described the scene, like, how the, how the movie pretty much opens, how Paul... It's, like, the movie is about... It has a scene where Paul Dano rides the dead corpse of Daniel Radcliffe through the ocean and through farts. And that was, like, the article. Like, that was the scene that they were talking about. I'm, like, what the fuck is this movie about? And then I kind of just forgot about it. And then um, I remember I recently... Well, Ooh. the trailers, the trailer, the advertisements have been out, and I kind of saw that. And I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't, I think I'm gonna pass. And then I remember seeing, I saw actually The Shallows the other day with some friends, and they showed a new trailer, and it was just more of the same, where it's like Daniel Radcliffe's body is being used in these really weird ways. I'm like, well, it's not that I'm gonna like shun this movie or anything. It's just I don't really want to like shell out the money to see it. I mean, I mean, I guess there I was seeing The Shallows, which was like a mediocre movie I think in my opinion but like that's a different story so I'm like yeah what the hell give it a shot like there isn't a weird or excuse me there isn't a movie too weird that I'm not like willing to see so yeah and I think the reception for this movie is there's been a lot of positive yeah I I think it's 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 mixed but I think it's people it's more on the positive side but I think like people don't really know what to think of it like they're kind of like me but it's just I think I was actually reading this on Rotten Tomatoes that, um... And I don't really use them as kind of, like, a basis for whether or not I'm going to like a movie, but it's just kind of get an idea of what critics are saying. And they said that... What did it get? I think it was, like, a 73 or something. That's fair. Yeah, it's pretty solid. And they said that it's... I think they they said it was a decent movie, but it's, like, so bizarre that it's difficult to really, like, classify it and categorize it as something. But, um... Oh, where was I going with this? Well, even well, going with that, how how do you quantify or qualify this movie? I don't even I don't even know. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't qualify this as like comedy because it's not. But, I I, but guess, like, comedy, I I would I would consider I it like a comedy. No, I, there is, there are comedic not, elements into it. That doesn't make it a comedy, though. I, no, I, feel I think like it's, the subject matter is like it, it doesn't. I mean, comedies can say these kind of things, but I think the way they portray it, it's more serious. Like I wasn't really laughing at this film. I think but people, people laugh. Were laughing. I think people laugh because it's like I said before. This movie is so outlandish that I think I feel like people don't really know what to get. I think because I feel like there's like a base level humor, and then there's like a deeper, deeper subtext to like what the movie's trying to say. Like yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, still... you know, like Daniel Radcliffe's body like farts. Yeah, that's like it's weird and it's funny because it's so weird. But like I didn't find it funny. Just because, like, a body's farting. Yeah. Well, I would and, consider. I, I feel like a comedy is trying to, like, portray it as funny. This movie wasn't. I thought it was trying to portray it as funny. It, and some elements, yeah, where it's no, like, like, like. No, like, the whole thing. I no. thought it was trying to portray it as funny. As Paul Dano dressing up as Sarah, as, um. As Daniel Radcliffe farting, as him riding I mean, through. I feel. I I feel like I thought that even the um, even like the ending the ending was supposed was funny. I thought that was pretty funny. It was in a weird kind of fucked up kind of way. <sighs> like, but no. But I think I'm I, thinking I, of like the, traditional comedy standards. Is, so like maybe it's like deep, we're deviating a little bit from like what I guess how you qualify comedy. I I like the scene you said with like with Paul Danner is like cross dressing. I found that like not as funny, but as I took that as like a serious like dramatic moment. I took it as. A dramatic moment, but it, w- it was meant to be funny. I don't know. Uh, or I mean, or when they're talking about they're talking about masturbation, and like, f- like, like I don't masturbate because it reminds me of my mom, and not and it's not in that context, but um, it goes into Paul Dano's mother. Well, it's be- said, like they were they talk be- about masturbation, and, it, and masturbation well, reminds me of uh, that's that. That, like, that there That's are, funny. no, no there, are comedic elements in it because it, it Well, that's like the the point of comedy in a just like in, in, uh, in even just a circumstance, is that it's making light of an event, and then they explore it, because it's, like, you can't just have this movie be, like, just dour, and, like, you can't just have an, like, oh, he talks about how his, like, masturbation, uh, make, remind him about his mom. Yeah, that's funny, like, when you just say it like that, but I think it's to kind of, like, prepare you for what is about to come, and, like, because that's, like, so tragic, that it's, like, if that whole scenario that, like, he can't jerk him off because it reminds him of his like it makes him happy, but then it also makes him sad because it reminds him of his dead mom. I but I mean I think I, that, I, I would classify this as a drama. Like I mean not, it's not so much as a comedy. I mean I, I disagree. I think this is I mean I disagree that this isn't a comedy because it is a comedy. It's meant to be funny. Um, because you ha- like how do you this this subject matter can't be handled unless it is funny. And I think I don't think I and and a like I comedy, think if I wa- no, it's definitely a comedy. And I feel like I feel like I wasn't laughing as much because what I was gonna get at as well is that I think the reception is more positive because this theater—it was 12 o'clock, or yeah, it was or two o'clock or so—and it was the theater. I mean, it was a smaller theater, but it was it was mostly it was a good uh, good-sized crowd for a noon showing or a two o'clock showing, and everyone was laughing in there. But I mean, I I feel like I wasn't laughing because I feel like people. We're laughing at kind of the easy jokes, when they were like laughing, farting. I like think the they were laughing. No, they were like laughing at like the absurdity of it. In my opinion, that's like what was so funny because it's like we're just sitting there, and then it's like it just close up of like Daniel Radcliffe's body, and kind of convulsing and farting, and I'm like, that's so absurd that like even I was like, I'm not gonna laugh, but not not that it's like above me or any of that shit. That's that's stupid. I like I found this like funny. Well, I'm funny. saying I I think they were laughing more at the simple things. Like it's easy to make a fart joke and laugh. But they like I was laughing at the bits where he was cross dressing and they had the whole uh, scene where Paul Dano walks in, he's describing it to Daniel Radcliffe, it's like, all oh, you see her, she's walking in and it's him. Well, and I thought that was cool, well, I, I, was found it, I found it I found it when like, no one was really laughing. I found it so like because the whole okay, like the whole idea is that um Paul Dano is kind of this um very shy, introverted kind of guy, kind of like pathetic. In the sense that he is socially awkward, he, uh, he, he he really feels like nobody loves him. I think Daniel Radcliffe kind of like personifies that and that he said, like, Daniel Radcliffe literally says, like, well, nobody loves you, that's why you ran away. Um, and I took, like, those scenes because I knew the whole time, like, Paul doing a cross-dressing was him, like, kind of personifying his insecurities and saying, like, as Daniel Radcliffe saying, well, talk to her. You have to talk to her. It's, like, kind of, like, uh, Paul Dano's character kind of working through that. And I found that, like, incredibly, like, tragic because I knew the whole time it was supposed to be him. Like, Daniel Radcliffe's character, more or less in those scenarios, were supposed to be his insecurities and his fears. And so when, when Paul Dano cross-dressed and, like, they're recreating the scene and they're, like, kind of making this commentary on life and, like, well, it's, like, all these simple pleasures, like, I was, I was more kind of charmed by it in that it's just like so innocent and like so sweet I no think. yeah i got i got i thought it was very sweet and that i and the whole time i i knew i wasn't taking this literally i knew that paul dano it, he was just he he was delusional and that he was personifying all of his insecurities into and, and he's gonna work and he's gonna work out his insecurities but i'm saying that's why it, with but Maddler. I'm saying that's like, why I didn't find that kind of stuff funny because I I took it as like endearing and genuine. Well, okay. I'm not saying because you thought it was like chuckled, <laughs> that you didn't feel this way. I'm just saying that's why I didn't laugh. I mean, I thought. Um, I mean, well, good disagree. I would label this as a comedy and drama weird. Like, I'm something. not really. I'm not. Yeah, I would argue this is, I, I'm not really arguing what we can qualify this anymore. I'm just kind of saying. Well, no. I'm just. That I mean, this I'm is just, what I felt when I watched this movie. Um. Well. I kind of want to talk about Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, because I thought they were really great in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like... Well, I mean, really, when you look at it, this movie really only has, like, three starring actors, and then there's, like, a few in-betweens every now and then. But it's really, it's really this duo. Yeah, I and like, I thought... See, Paul Dano was someone that I don't really really have an opinion on. Like, I, I, I feel like I see him in a lot of things. And the, old, the last one, like, the... But I don't really have much of a lasting well, impression. Like, the only movie that I feel like I've really seen him really do well in, that I've seen, that I've seen, I'm not saying, like, I've seen all, a lot of his work, but is, uh, There Will Be Blood. But I remember seeing him in Looper, in 12 Years of Slave. He was also in, uh, Prisoners, which I haven't seen, but... Yeah. I heard he, like, he was pretty... He played, like, more of the same as, like, kind of a, a more dejected Eli, in that, like, I, th- I feel like, I think he got, like, a shtick out of him by, uh, key jackman in that movie i didn't see it so i don't know But uh Uh, it's probably something i'm going to get to soon but um in this i i really liked him i feel like this is the beginning point for me where i'm going to start to really like paul dano because in there will be blood i felt like he was really good in that role and that being over the top um, I remember seeing him in Looper, but I don't, I, he had a bit part in that, and I don't really remember too much. I feel like every work I've seen him in, ex- with the exception of There Will Be Blood and Swiss Army Man, he's always has, like, kind of, like, bit parts, like, kind of, not cameos, but they're, like, side characters, like, yeah, he's that one dude in Looper who, I think, I think like, he actually, like, he killed his self no, or something. No, 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 he, in, well, aside of in Looper, he, he's, like, kind of the, the template the like, for the audience to understand what happens if you don't, if they don't kill themselves. Oh, okay. And so, like that—that's him in that movie, and, and then in and then Twelve, 12 years, years a Slave, he's just like a slave master, a plantation over plantation overseer, overseer, and he's just kind of mad with, or doesn't mad with power, but he's—he's he's very abusive, and he did. I, to be fair, he did a pretty good job in his bit in that in that movie, um, but he did great in the film, so. He did really well. Yeah, and I thought Daniel Radcliffe... I, I like seeing him, especially seeing what he does post-Harry Potter. I'm so glad he, like, has got hair. out of... I'm so <laughs> glad he got out of Harry Potter. Like, when I see Daniel Radcliffe, I, I don't really think Harry Potter. See, that's good, because I'm glad that he's not stereotyped in roles anymore. So, like, Same for, for Emma him. Watson. Same for Emma Watson. Well, she's in the she, new... She's going to be in the Beauty and the Yeah, Paint. which I'm... And I would see that. I saw Harry a trailer Potter. for that, and I was like, oh, that's I just... Awesome. I saw, like, the teaser... I don't know. if That's probably the one. I haven't well, yeah, seen... it as a teaser. Yeah, but I mean, like... I'm really excited for that. Just be- oh, I know, e- uh, Ewan McGregor. Who's uh, he? As- he's gonna be the candlestick. Ooh, nice. I mean, Ewan McGregor, and as as uh, our listeners know, Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors, That's Michael C. Hall. Um, and he's in it, and Emma Watson is in it. So, and I, and you know, I- oh, you know who I've- Beast is. I think it's somebody tells me Chris Pine, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But that's the point. Um, but what I'm getting at is I'm glad that he's not, like, stereotyped as... Like, he's not typecast as, like... As, like, Harry Potter. Like, people are, like... He doesn't have that issue where people like, that's Harry Potter. Um, like, for example... Like, Rupert Grant is the one... Or, like, a, I think a better movie. example is Anna Gunn, who played Skylar in, in, uh, in Breaking Bad. And I bring this up because she was in a trailer for a new movie, Equity. And the whole time I'll see this it's, I, I don't know, I don't really like well, Okay, her. Well, it's different because, like, I feel like we actually like Daniel Radcliffe. I don't like, I hated Skylar when I watched But I've her also, dad. everything that I've seen Anna Gunn in, I'm just like, I don't like her. And then I can't disassociate that Skylar from her. And it seems like in this new movie, she's just playing a similar, like, just, like, character like that. Like, well, I don't know. Uh, kind of a character, I don't know. Okay, I, the movie also doesn't look that great anyway. But, but the point it. is I'm getting as that, I can't disassociate Skyler from her, whereas Daniel Radcliffe, I, I can't... I don't I don't see Harry Potter. I feel like because he also does... He's been... Do, he, he does a lot of other things, but... I know he's been in other movies and stuff like that, but I, he does films like Swiss Army Man, where it's, like, so outlandish, but he has the talent to do it.
1: Yeah. it off.
0: So it works. Yeah, and I don't know, there's, some, there's just something about him, especially in this film that I was just... I just was... Re- I just really liked how he didn't really, he didn't really, he didn't really remember, it's like he, he was a clean slate. It was kind of like he remembered his past life, but he didn't. And so there he had to like, kind of be retaught things about life. And I just kind of liked his inflection about things and how how he, how he and Paul Dano played certain things, like, like the Jurassic Park theme It was kind of like a remembered behavior. But then, as the film progressed, he started remembering it more and more. And, I don't know, there's a lot of sweet moments between the two that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought, And their chemistry was great. I mean, like, we talked about this a little bit after. I was like, well, their chemistry didn't seem, uh, I don't know, right or natural or... or Well, the movie, yeah, you kind of had the movie. I know, but I'm saying, like, I'm glad that it did, because it could have easily just not been like that. Um, But yeah, I I enjoyed the two of them. I thought they played off each other really well um i did i did like the segments um like when just getting into like the style of the movie of like the swiss army man when they're kind of building all the things and like they use them he them as a as a gun and um like kind of a, like a like an axe or um like a hammer things like that i i i kind of like seeing that um I did, like you said, I did really like the middle of this movie. Well, I, I like the beginning as well. I thought the opening thing kind of really... Like, the opening shot where the credits roll, I thought that was a really kind of... Well, that's good a good way sense. to introduce what mm-hmm. this movie well, is. Yeah, that's the sequence when, uh... Well, then I, like, wakes up on an island, mysteriously, and he's about to kill himself, and then, like, he finds the bot, like, the corpse of Dan Rackler, and then he ultimately finds that he can use, like, harness... His, like, his decompression, or his decomposing... Uh, gases as a means to, uh, as a means to, um, I like get off the island, and he uses them, he, uses, he quoted him as saying, like, oh, I use them as, like, a jet ski, uh, so, and, and that just right off the bat is, I mean, yeah, I found it, like, people were, like, laughing hysterically at it. Well, I mean, it is funny. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't need to get into this conversation again, like, how the scenario was like, funny, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's really setting the pace and the tone right off the bat um, for what you're about to be in Silver War. Another thing that I liked about this film, and then I was kind of reading it before I'd seen it, was that the entire soundtrack. Is, is... it just them? Yeah. It's, uh, that's what I was going to say. The whole yeah. thing is a cappella by Dan Radcliffe and Paul Duke. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, it has to be just a cappella of them too, because. That's what it sounded like, and they, a lot of they build off each other's songs and stuff, and I like how you know, a lot of it's just, like, kind of reoccurring. I mean, I know the Jurassic Park theme song, it, like, is reoccurring throughout the soundtrack, as if it's, like, this is, like, the only songs together, like, the two of them know together. Also, well, I also like the, like, i am so fucking crazy? Oh, yeah, like, and that that tune. I feel like that, like, re- is a reoccurring motif, like, in the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack, too. Like, it, like, fits. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I thought it was, this is a good film, and then I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, specifically, because... Well, I feel like, going into specifics, I love the whole sequence where that he's, like, recreating the moments on the bus, uh, well, I mean, I mean we kind of, we, we missed the whole, the whole kind of point, is that, uh, while saying, oh, well, I need to get home, and then he finds out that Dan Rockless Boner is a, uh, is like a compass, and he says like, "Well, through like, if I make you remember like what you loved and who you loved, and you can get me home." That's what Daniel Radcliffe says to Paul Dano. So like, the whole idea is uh, Paul Dano is like recreating these moments that really are his, but he's personifying them onto Daniel Radcliffe, and where like we mentioned before, he's cross dressing like on like a bus, and they're 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 like going through the evolution of like a romance that I find really fascinating is that, like, uh, and really, like I said, endearing before, is that, like, they, they go, uh, they meet on the bus, and then they, that's kind of how they first... Like, they, they, have, they, start like, dinner, yeah, they start dating, they, they, they go, go to a they party. Go, they go to a dinner, they go, they go to a party, and then it's like they have, like, that, that, like, cliche moment where they all, like, the two of them just have a moment together outside, and then they're, like, about to kiss, and they're like, oh, well, I'm too drunk. And then it's like, the moment's kind of, like, ruined, like, as, as per... I feel like is in like a lot of romantic movies, uh, okay, um, so I, I I like that part, and because I like the whole idea is that, uh, I feel you can find moments in romances. I also in these like moments. I also like the idea like there's a there's a there's a saying like that's so weird like they keep saying, um, well as Daniel Radcliffe is his character is starting to like kind of remember how things are and learning about life he's talking about masturbation publicly, farting, he doesn't see the issues with these, and Paul Tanner's saying, you know, you can't really talk about these things in public, he's like, well, I can talk about it with you, and, and then I like what Daniel Radcliffe says later that all you need to do is find someone that, like, maybe we're all just weird, maybe we're all just, like, dying sex shit, but we just need to find that one person that thinks it's okay, and we can share these things with, like, farting and masturbation, like, through humor, And that we can just be ourselves around no matter what. I I think that's a really sweet and endearing message. Well, and also, I like going, building off that, it's like, I think the whole thing about trust, and in this way, in this sense, I I think the dilemma with Paul Dano is that he's so cooped up and kind of in his own head that he won't even, like, fart in front of Dan Radcliffe's character. And that's kind of, Dan Radcliffe's saying, well, you won't even, like, fart in front of me. And then Paul Dano says, like, well, you know, it's kind of just the way society is, and and Dan Reichelt said, like, well, that's sad. Um, just, not even that Paul Dano does that, but the fact that, like, that's, like, what society deems as normal is, like, you can't even, like, express yourself fully, and you have to, like, fart and, like, um, and hide that. It's something, like, so natural part of you. Yeah, and so, I and like, and so, the, and so the ending of this movie, um, they eventually find Sarah and, She's like freaked out as anyone else would, and like kind of reality starts to set in, like how kind of how, how ill Paul feels. Like, yeah, how like it's just and like they find it's like you find out that he's not really because the whole film you think he's like trudging through the, the wilderness to get home, but in re- actuality, he's maybe like a thousand yards from these homes from civilization, and he's they find everything he built, so like the set, like so the set of the bus. Instead of like this house party and like the about, dinner and stuff yeah the like dinner that. things like that and and so you kind of and you kind of like come to, and you come to terms of, like oh wow he's really insane because in the, throughout the whole movie I'm like where are they gonna take this because I knew that he was delusional I just didn't know like what was like where they were going and then they end up at the old oh, Paul Dano they're gonna take Dan Reckless' body away and. And there's a trigger with Paul They're like, saying, oh, well, no one cares about him. He says, that's not true, I care about him. They take He takes him away because he doesn't want, because he's like, they're not going to care about you, but I do. I'm not going to give you away to people that don't care about you. They go to the beach where, I guess they first meet. Well, meet. no, they go to the beach where... Well, he washes up. Yeah, where he washes up after writing uh, Daniel Radcliffe. And, but this is like where, we're, where I think we're led to assume that this is where Paul Daniel kind of just found his body. Yeah. It, it, so, at this point, like, he gets taken in the police custody, or he gets, he gets cupped. and this is when he farts in front of Daniel Radcliffe. Well, it also, well, I think we forgot to mention how, essentially, Daniel, like, they meet, they, they like, kind of go, they go to the uh, Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth said, who is the girl, that Paul Dano is more or less in love with, that he tried to put around Dan Radcliffe. They go to her house, and she has a family. she's a husband and a, and a daughter. And um, what happens is, uh, this is where Dan Radcliffe is presumed officially dead. He's not like he's not really responding, but like his final words are like, "Tell Sarah how much I love her," which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character. And so the police come, the news come. Uh, his father comes, and, like, pretty much together through a series of events, when Paul Dano, like Mike said, gets uh, down like his body, and he runs away with it, and they, they all end up on the beach together, and essentially, Paul Dano's saying, like, oh, show him, like, we'll wake up, show him that, like, you're. I'm not crazy, and they, they cuff him, and he stands up, and then he says, uh, and, then, and then he farts in front of everybody, and they're about to lead him away, but it's, like, really weird, because... Uh, like, even Paul Dano's father kind of gives him, like, this acknowledging smile and gives him a nod. Well, but Paul well, Dano nods back. Well, what's the thing? Well, no, he, he starts to smile and nod once Daniel Radical's part, he just starts, again, convulsing and farting, and then he... And, th- and he's, like, in the water, and the surface is starting to take him, and then his... It's, it's kind of, um, like the beginning, where it just... It's kind of like a motor, and it propels him in the water. And we get, like, close-up on everyone's face faces, Paul Dano, and, like, his father, they kind of have that, like, nodding moment. And they, like, smile. And, 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 and the per- it's the perfect line to end this movie. It has a close-up on Sarah's face. Mary Elizabeth wines. Mary Elizabeth well, Yeah, that character. And she says, what the fuck? And then it closes with uh, Daniel Radcliffe's body, like, smiling and going into the surf. That's, like, a perfect way to end, like, that's a- that line is perfect in this movie. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, even I, that was, like, exactly what I was saying. I mean, yeah, I couldn't have thought of more. That was the first time. line when we left the theater. You said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. And holy shit, yeah. I mean, like, what a ride, and, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a, I think that's the, the catchphrase of this movie. Well, what the even, as soon even this, and then, like, the end credits come up, and I remember, like, I heard a woman who was sitting in front of me, she even said, like, what the fuck did I just watch? And I was like, "Yeah, you said it. You said it. What did I just watch? Like, this wasn't bad. But what did I just watch?" Yeah, we don't mean that in like a, this is this is schlock. This is garbage. It was, it was it's a it's a genuine like what? Yeah, <laughs> like, like like I'm and I'm gonna sit right now, this is a good movie, <laughs> which is weird because it's like because I because I said I didn't necessarily say what was I watching for like Neon Demon or like movies like that, but this was a genuinely like. What the? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Because even, like, throughout The Neon Demon, I was, like... I never really questioned what, what I was watching until, like, the very end. But I felt like I knew what I was getting into with The Neon Demon. Like, with this movie, I knew it was going to be, like, strange. But not... I mean, also, you're watching A Dead Body... Propel itself through farting into the ocean, like that's the end shot. Like it's like it's the hero walks off into the sunset kind of shot. Like that's that's what we're watching. So I feel yeah. like you can't you, you can't help but kind of say that. Yeah. So I mean, is there anything else you need the you need to say about this film or? Aren't like uh, or should we get right into closing? Right, remarks? right closing remarks. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll go first on my rating and closing remarks. Well, this Swiss Army Man is pretty much everything that I thought it was going to be, and more. I thought the strangeness and the biz- and how bizarre it was was, I don't know, I thought it was welcoming, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have, it was, it was weird, like, I didn't really have too many, like, what-the-fuck moments until, like, the very end. But I was just going with the movie, and I, I had an open mind, and I had a really fun time with it. I thought Daniel um, Radcliffe and um, Paul Dano did a great job and I and they really I mean I mean they're obviously the two leads but they really made it. I thought they both brought something unique to their pers- or their uh perspective roles. And yeah, I, I just I, I think this is really endearing. It's a funny movie. Um, and so with that I I think I want to do something what Brian did with the Neon Demon. Is that I want to, like, personally, I want to give this a 4 out of 5 stars. But to, to, like, this is, like, personally, to the audience, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5 stars. Um, because, again, this is, if you don't come into this movie with an open mind, you're not going to enjoy this movie. And this movie is not for you. If, 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 if you don't really like, kind of, different, experimental, or bizarre films at that, then you're not gonna like this movie. But I think I think that a casual moviegoer can go into this and have fun. Only if like they're really kinda of willing to go there. If you're not really willing to go to what they're asked like to kinda of just kind of accept with what the movie is, then you're not gonna like it. But I feel like people that are that are seeing this movie, like I feel like the trailers were like, you're either in for the ride or you're not in for the ride. Oh, it's not yeah. like it's not like seeing the trailer, you know, like they, they tell you what's gonna this movie's about. And like it's it's not one of those movies like, oh I, I've seen the trailer but I really don't know what this is, I'll give it a try. No, this this movie tells you what it what you're to expect. And so personal recommendation, four or I'm gonna for me, I'm gonna give it a four out of five stars, but for the audience I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, it's a good movie, and I would recommend this to casual movie, moviegoers. Uh, yes, it's my turn. Uh, I would. I'm going to give this movie a three out of five. I, I definitely think though that this is a good film. I was pleasantly surprised uh, going into after seeing it. Going into it, I wasn't. I wasn't really expecting too much. I was expecting. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Because the trailers, yeah, yeah, I was just going into it with an open mind, honestly. That's all I was. But I, I, I love the message of what it's trying to say. Uh, I think it's it's a really good message, and it's a very real and endearing one at that. And it's, re- and it's really genuine. And it, and it, it, I even was smiling. I call myself smiling at the things that it was trying to say and portray. Uh, even though this weird is extremely bizarre, it's definitely something that is worth seeing yeah even if you're like a casual moviegoer but even just like mike said what i've been saying before is you have to go into this with an open mind or else you're not really going to get it in the sense of just how it's being how the story's being told and uh what i don't know like how the story's being told and how it's being shown and and what it's trying to say so you you really need to be ready in that respect but if you get past that you're gonna have a good time with this so Again, I'll give it a three, three out of five, and I had fun with it, so you guys should see it too. Yeah, it's a fun movie, and so with that, we uh conclude this this week's episode of World Tours. Yeah, it's a little short. Uh, this might be our shortest episode, but if you guys couldn't tell, it's, we're even. We're still kind of taking in what we just saw, so yeah. it's a little hard to immediately kind of. Understand what the fuck we just saw, but I think we did a good job. I mean, it was it was a fun movie, and I think people should definitely see this. Um, but you know, but that will just leave the conversation with at that. Uh, thank you once again for listening in and joining us for this week. Next week, we will definitely get back to our regular uh, scheduled show. And uh, until then, thank you once again. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur tours. If you like what you've heard, want to leave a review or even make a possible suggestion for Brian and I to discuss, you can follow us on Instagram at the amateur tours on Facebook at amateur tours podcast. We even send us an email at the amateur tours podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the amateur tours podcast at gmail.com that is one word. Cover design was composed by Sarah Jacobs. You can find more of her work at her own website, Digital Adventures. Opening and closing theme was performed by the CCH Jazz Ensemble, which was found using a Creative Commons search. Once again, we would like to personally thank you for supporting the show. Stay tuned for future episodes, be sure to let us know what you think, and thank you once again.